If you've ever wondered about what goes on behind the scenes at restaurants, then you're in the right place. This podcast takes you inside the minds of restaurant owners, chefs, bartenders, servers, basically anyone who has anything to do with food, drink, or hospitality. I'm Brady Vixilio, owner of Steinhilber's Restaurant in Virginia Beach, and La Bella Italia on Laskin Road. Welcome to The Czech Podcast. I'm Alvin Williams, co-host of The Czech and owner of Cobalt Grill Restaurant at Hilltop North in Virginia Beach. Welcome to our podcast. Alvin, another week has passed, and we are back on The Czech. Yes, sir. Welcome back, folks, to the Czech Podcast. One thing I've noticed over this past week, I've noticed it over over the pan- period of the pandemic, but also more intensely in the past week, I've noticed that there's a perception that the pandemic is over and the expectations of our guests have changed more towards pre-pandemic standards. Are you basing that on recent reviews that you may have had? Well, that's one thing, yes. Yeah. I'm also basing it on the fact that as we come into the winter months, I know that you're installing heaters on your patio dining. And last year, you didn't have heaters on your patio dining. People were expecting more out of us. Yeah. People's attitudes seem to have changed a little. I have noticed that last year and people were, they seem to be, and they were more vocal about being thankful that we're there, that we're open that we're welcoming, that we're doing everything that we can to accommodate them, even if it just meant makeshifting accommodations for them, you know, and it not always being plush and luxurious and, and the way that we want things to be, but they were just grateful that we were there for them. And now attitudes seem to have changed. Yeah, it's like the camping trip is over. And yeah, and they expect more. Yeah, yeah, it's like the camping trip. So now they, they want the original, the glamping. And not not the camping. Right, right. Going back to the review that you're referring to. I didn't refer to a review. (laughs) You were referring to one. I alluded to one. (laughs) The one you're alluding to. Yeah, go on. As a chef, can you explain how prime rib is prepared? Um, I can. It's it's a long, uh, slow roasting process so that when you roast it, the, the temperature that you want to garner is that throughout the whole piece of meat. So it's it's a long, slow roasting process. So it's not like a steak where you would take a single steak, you know, 12 ounces or 14 ounces and sear it either, cook it on a grill or pan sear it with, you know, oil, butter, herbs. This is a, a whole piece of meat, like a whole prime rib that you roast slowly in the oven. So it's a subprimal. It's the, it's the prime rib. It's the, it's the whole the the whole roll, the whole cut. Yeah. And it's a long process that starts about, for us, it starts about noon. We slow roast our prime rib. And and then it, during service, it goes into a warming cabinet where it's held at a temperature. And throughout that, throughout that evening, that prime rib continues to cook slowly. The rub is, if it's a, say, a Tuesday night, we only have one prime rib for the evening. That prime rib starts the evening out kind of on the rare side. And as the evening progresses, it moves to more of a medium. Right. Because it's naturally or slowly going from slowly rare cooking. to medium, rare to medium. Yeah. Right. And you only have so many portions in that rib. So maybe right. about 12 to 14 orders. Yeah, exactly. If you're to come in at, I don't know, 8 o'clock, 7.30, 8 o'clock, it's, it's possible that 
we might not provide be able to provide a medium rare or a rare prime rib. I would say it's probable. Probable. Yeah. Okay. Well, what we do on busier nights is we have two of them. Yeah, you provide one, more. Yeah. One that's one that's less cooked and one that's more cooked. Okay. But on a Tuesday when we don't expect that many guests, it's it's one that's got to carry you through the night. Otherwise, you're putting hundreds of dollars worth of beef in the trash every night. Sure. Or sending it home with the employees, which is nice, but it's not a business plan. So how does this um, lesson reflect on the review? This is it, it comes down to service. It comes down to being able to to know your product, and and it's it it's a, the review was not inaccurate. It had some inaccurate accusations, but as far as somebody coming in and ordering a medium rare prime rib at seven thirty eight o'clock at night on a Tuesday, the server needs to understand and explain. Let me check on the temperature of the prime rib. Anyway, somebody ordered a, a medium rare prime rib and they're dissatisfied with it. Uh, they said it's overcooked. They wanted a new one. They said that one's overcooked. Well, because if it's coming from the same uh, from the same piece, it's it, not going it, to be less cooked. It's not going to be less. It's either going to be the same or more. So I went out to the table and I said, "Look, I'm very sorry about this. It's um, just the nature of the prime rib." She said, "How long have you been here?" <laughs> tonight <laughs> today <laughs> i've been here for 46 years <laughs> well i've been in here before and i've had medium rare prime rib before on a tuesday on a tuesday at eight o'clock, at eight, eight o'clock? It's, yeah. it's difficult okay and she said so so i said i could i and at this point i'm sorry i need to offer you a different cut of beef if, you, if it must be medium rare we have very nice new york strip we have a very nice filet mignon I wanted prime rib, so mm. I want you to prepare me a medium rare prime rib. Mm. I said, "Ma'am, it's a roast. You don't know what you're talking about." Oh boy, ma'am, I'm, I'm. Uh, that might be true. I might not, <laughs> but I cannot provide you tonight with a properly cooked medium rare prime rib. I'm sorry. And then that was the end of that because obviously you don't have it. You've tried twice. You've said that you would be happy to prepare a different cut of meat that you could cooked to medium rare but the prime rib medium rare was just not available that evening not at the time it wasn't and no. and i understood her frustration okay. and i was very eager to satisfy her so what might we be able to get for you and she said i'll just have the shrimp so she eats the shrimp she goes home and she gets on her computer mm. and she goes on and explains oh by the way her shrimp were free her prime rib, of course, we didn't charge her for the two prime ribs that she rejected. Okay. So she's got two prime ribs. Oh, I have two prime ribs in the trash and a free shrimp dinner. And then you gave her a shrimp dinner complimentary. And then she goes home the trouble. Yeah. and she dogs me. Yeah. Well, as I try to explain to you before, this is part of some people's human nature. She said that she was here during the pandemic. Yeah. And, uh-huh. and had a perfectly fine meal. Okay. And now... Now, since the pandemic is over... Well, it's not really I've over. I've got but, no excuse. But perception is that it's over. And yeah. So now everything has to be perfect. So we're back to glamping. Yeah. Right. No more camping. There's just... The expectations, they're not unrealistic. I, I admit that, that we made some errors on that. Well, the breakdown is obviously first with the server. The server should have talked right. to chef, you, whoever, and says, look... This lady wants medium rare. What do you have? Well, and if you didn't have medium rare, then she should have been made 
you know, aware of that. Exactly right. Before, because sometimes you get your hopes up. Oh, I've got my medium rare steak coming. I'm looking forward to it. Absolutely. And then, Absolutely. And then you get something that's not that, and then you're disappointed. Absolutely. The other thing is that in the defense of, of me and of the server, mm-hmm. I've had to move certain employees up to certain positions they might not quite be fully prepared for. Yeah. Because we simply don't have the depth of staff. Of course. And I think we, we may have talked about that last week. There's a lot of quicker training going on. So there's certain people in certain positions now within our restaurants, and that's not just me or you, it's, it's restaurants all over the country, that they haven't had the adequate training or experience to, to deal with certain situations. Right. It's easy to assume that serving tables is an easy job. Serving you might be an easy job. Yeah. That would make you be a great server for you. But everybody's different. And to be able to read people yeah, and yeah. perceive things yeah. and, and anticipate their needs before they even know they have them. It's very difficult. It's very difficult. Very it takes difficult. years of experience. And, and, every, years of, and everyone's different. You don't know what mood that person's in that day. You know, they could have had a could have had a great day or they could have had a really bad day at work. You know, well, they, which which again, somebody comes to a restaurant to kind of recover from a bad day. Yeah. It's our job to be able to take that and turn it around. And that's kind of what we do. That's what we specialize in. That's why I think that's what makes a successful restaurant. One that can take somebody in in a really rotten mood. Yeah. Just had a really awful day or week or month. And it can we can be a highlight yeah. of their day. Well, we provide the, the, the food and beverage therapy and turn the day around. The actual root of the word restaurant, which is is based in the same root of as restore. It's a restorative thing. It's um, food that restores, or it's a French from a French right thing. I don't know exactly what coming it from restaurateur, which is where the people that are supposed to restore the people's day or get them set back to to the. Uh, you're feeling peckish, as you say, and <laughs> you, you're brought back to brought back to life, right? So it's, it's our, it's our job. It's, it's part of what we do. Mm-hmm. It's, it's most of what we do to turn people around, to, to change the state of, of feeling for a person from, from unfulfilled to fulfilled. Right. And often, you know, the perceptions that we have battle with that. Um, the perceptions that the pandemic is over, the perception that things are back to normal. So for some people, as we talk about the pandemic for some people it's 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 live and it's still going on so let's say you're a doctor perhaps and you're in the hospital and you're still seeing patients dying from covid or from the delta variant for them it's still very real so some people and some professions and some the way some people lead their lives yeah the pandemic is 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 far from over it's it's very much upon us but for other people um, in other different types of restaurants who are actually thriving because of the pandemic and they're not seeing any... Well, different types of businesses. Different types of businesses, yeah. So for them, it, it, in their minds, they may think that it's over. So we're back to normal. And maybe when and maybe when they come into our businesses, they just presume that it's also over for us right. also. And to be fair, things are much different than yeah. they were six months ago. Yeah. I think overall for the better, but I've said this so many times... And I keep having to reset and reset the statement. I've never experienced labor issues like I experienced today. Right. And it's, it's just every day, it's a, it's a new surprise. I had 
two surprises today that, that aren't really fit for for our podcast, <laughs> okay. but but simply people who, for whatever reason, their employment status changes due to things they've done inappropriately or otherwise. Gotcha. Yeah. And it goes back to this whole thing of just the labor market. You can't just put an ad out and have a line out the door. You've got to you've got to really dig. Yeah, that's for sure. But you know, a lot of I don't know if you get this, but a lot of my uh, customers, clients, they will come in and say, "How are you guys doing? Are you finding staff? Are you back to normal?" No. Uh, a, a lot of them will say that because they genuinely care and they want to see. Absolutely. And, and then there's some who just literally just it, it's just back to where we were before because right. in their minds things are normal. Uh, schools are open. Uh, people are not wearing masks. We're having great big outdoor concerts and, right. you know, and everything's back to normal. So right. their restaurant should be back to normal. Alvin, have you been anywhere that is particularly well-staffed or poorly staffed that you would attribute to the pandemic or what, I guess, well-staffed the pandemic being over for them and short-staffed for the pandemic being very real to them? A lot of my restaurant friends were in the same boat. So sometimes they seem like they've got a decent amount of staff. Sometimes you can obviously tell that they've run the skeleton crew. But I went to Bed Bath & Beyond to go, which is not really my jam. It used to be my jam because I really liked that shop. You know, you go in there and they got all these appliances. A lot of cool and stuff. To yeah, yeah, I liked it. So I went there to go buy some sheets. And I was armed with my coupons because they have these, these $25 uh, coupons or whatever. So, you go. Mm-hmm. so I go in the store and it seemed like there weren't many customers in there so i thought great i'm gonna get some help because i didn't know what kind of sheets i, I wanted i know i wanted a pack of sheets and i wanted the pillows in there and i wanted mm-hmm. the, the the sheet and the you know the all the stuff so i'm looking for someone to help me and i literally circled the store two and a half maybe three times just looking in each department to see if i could find someone to help there was not a single associate in there that could help me the only people that were in there associates were on the cash registers and I think that was just three. And they were obviously busy with the, the people that had got stuff. No one there to help. And I and the shelves, so I'm looking for the sheets on the shelves and things are, you know, higgledy piggledy and this thing's over here and it should be over there and Higgledy what? Higgledy piggledy. Uh, unorganized. Sorry. <laughs> so the stuff's unorganized and on the wrong shelves, so you don't know if, if this is the right price and this is the right product. And it was just it was really bad. And I left. I left. I left without the sheets, and I left upset that such a big store, I thought it was a big store, had gone down in my estimations, and I guess a lot of other people's because there weren't many customers in there. And maybe this is how stores and restaurants just crash and burn because they're not what they once were. And certainly a place like Bed Bath & Beyond is not immune to the supply chain issues that exist. Right. Which is based in labor, I believe. Yeah. And you, you throw their labor being short, you know, probably they don't order quite as quickly as they, they're, they're ordering, they're probably ordering their product later than, than they would have outside of a pandemic. And now they should be ordering it. They should be more ahead of it. But it really made me second guess myself. Cause I'm thinking, I'm sure I've been here before and there's been people to help me or point me in the right direction. And I'm thinking, is that right? But th- th- nobody. Starbucks has announced that their average wage is now $17 an hour. Uh, nationwide or i don't know store-wide whatever i guess dollars would make it nationwide Uh uh-huh is there a place that you've been to recently that does not have a help wanted sign out front no they're everywhere they're it's they're in the windows they're on a-frame chalkboards outside i mean 
big signs. You you just drive around. You, you look at all the fast food stores. I mean, there's Chick Fil A yep. saying you know fifteen or seventeen dollars an hour, and there's Wendy's hiring all positions. You know, uh, I, I thought it was interesting. One said, "Choose your own shift." You know, it's like <laughs> wow. It's like so everybody is looking nationwide, not just restaurants, but you know, all different types of businesses. Where are all the people? I had a similar experience to your Bed Bath and Beyond experience. I needed. Um, Sorry to hear that. Yeah, I, I needed. <laughs> I needed silver twist ties for a cookie bag for an event I was doing. That is quite specific. Quite specific. So I went to Michael's and did the laps around the store. Yeah. No, no, no help. Wow. Then finally I went to the cashier, waited in line to see the cashier, and she was able to quickly tell me they didn't have them. <laughs> okay. and, and I asked her where to go, and she said either Walmart or uh, Hobby Lobby. I went to Walmart, same issue. Yeah. They didn't have them. But actually, there were people to help me at Walmart. Huh, okay. um, they didn't know anything, but they were they they were there. We, they, we walked around together. Yeah. And then I went to Hobby Lobby and found what I needed. No help from any employees. It took me two or three laps to find them. Okay. So this is now taking you hours, going from store to store, burning gas for twist ties for twist ties. Yeah. Where are all the employees? When I was making this loop around town, the traffic that it seems to me they're all driving. It's it, that is an interesting observation because there are definitely certain times of the day, um, especially around Hilltop in Virginia Beach, where you just you get nowhere. There are so many cars out. Maybe people are just out and about driving around. Maybe they're picking up people or the kids from school or something. I'm not sure, but it's definitely the traffic right now. It seems like holiday traffic. Since we're a worldwide show, I won't be specific, but there's there is a there is an exit that leads to a to a local mall that always gets backed up in December. Yeah, and I've seen that exit backed up random days in September, October. Are they these people are going to all these places? They're going to Bed Bath and Beyond and fleecing the shelves. They may be They're doing going- that. There may also be people delivering stuff for Amazon. Oh, oh, that's true. You know, because there's a lot of those distribution centers around and people with their regular cars go and, right. and do delivery. So that could be it. Right. I don't know. So, Brady, speaking of the um, the traffic and the, and, the, and the backups, it's my day. You know, I usually go in in the mornings and then I take a break in the afternoon and then I go back in the evening. So now I've really got to be careful about what time I take a break in the afternoon because it would appear that a lot of people are actually driving to pick up their own kids because apparently there's a, a school bus driver shortage right now you know there's just like in my neighborhood it's especially this you know a good three schools in my neighborhood so for me to get to where i live i'm way backed up behind traffic or in traffic i've noticed that as well um i don't have children but i've i've noticed that the school on uh, on the on Thalia road on the way to to the restaurant to steinhobers is there's a school there and at certain times of the day, you just have to wait for all the kids to load in. Yeah, you got to be in that school bus lane. Oh, school, what do they call it? School lane. They, school? they basically shut the shut the road down. Yeah, unless you have to do with the school, you're waiting there for ten or fifteen minutes. There's no real kids. through traffic. You're just no. you're part the, of the, the school traffic. The, the school takes over the road. Yeah. And and uh, the other day, I actually was driving, and the school buses, or I guess the three school buses that they had, were able to go through the center lane. And all the, the, the parents picking up, or whatever, people picking up children were pulled off to the side. So I followed the school buses through, and the lady starts yelling at me. And I said, well, it just seemed like the, the way to get through. I don't know. School right. buses are on the road all the time. There was no indicator of 
Well, um, she, she could have thought you were cutting into the school line or something. Well, well I mean, I... It gets testy out there. I've it seen, gets testy. I've, I've, it gets testy. I've seen people get a little, a little angry in that line. You know, well, it kind of reminded me about someone being upset over a prime rib. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I don't know what's going on in their world, and um, they don't know what's going on in mine. We're all just trying to do the best that we can. Um, and I'm know. sure that lady who was uh, trying to direct traffic, if she, if she listens... I'm sure she listens to the podcast because yeah. we have such wide, wide listenership. Of course, I'll let her know that I'm sorry that I followed the bus and I will not do it again. Well, let me ask you a question while you're apologizing, because so you apologized to that lady. You you bent over backwards. You didn't charge her for the meal that well, she did. She, well, the same lady wasn't. She wasn't directing traffic. No, no, not her. But so <laughs> you didn't charge her for the meal she didn't like, and you didn't charge her for the meal that she did like. So why is it that you think that she went and wrote this review to obviously, do you think it was to cause you and your restaurant damage, even though she kind of had a resolve? I mean, it was spiteful. It seems a little unfair. It was spiteful. I felt, I felt like it was a little unfair. Yeah. I felt like it was spiteful. I think, I think that's a little unfair. And and it's one thing if if people contact you directly to the restaurant to resolve an issue or, you know, so you can, Assure them that, look, I apologize. We did wrong. We'll make sure it doesn't happen again. Please let us know the next time you come in so I can doubly make sure that you're taken care of. I, I think that's a better way to resolve the issue than to go on, I, dare I say, was it was it Yelp or was it? Was it, was, it I don't know what it was. Actually. Oh, yeah, okay. it was um, so whatever uh, uh, platform, Yelp or Google or, or whatever it was, I just think that's not the way to do it, especially as we are still struggling because we are still in our world in a pandemic. It's it's still very real to us. I won't say it's it's the same as the healthcare workers in an emergency room, but ICUs or whatever. It's but it is very real to us. As I said before, we're in a much different place than we were six months ago, and I think we should be grateful that this thing is is progressing. It's all part of part of the process. It's a process we've never been through. Yeah, and it's a process that has to has to play out. Well, I'm certainly grateful, as I'm, I know you are, to to still be in business, and thankful for our customers who have taken us through this and yeah. shared the ride with us. And well, and, customers and employees. I mean, employees. I mean even, yeah, uh, yeah, of course. I mean, we we owe a lot to our employees, and yep, and uh, and we're still here because of them. Absolutely, you know. Um, so that's that's pretty cool. There has been have been days where I felt like I was kind of alone. Um, but we got through it, and and yeah. there's always a few people there that were you know fighting that fight with us and. Yep, indeed. Things I I hope, or we can be hopeful that we'll, we'll continue to progress positively and and change for the better. For example, your outdoor dining is is about to mature. Yeah, outdoor uh, dining season is upon us. Um, we had a slight snafu. We got these uh, really nice fancy heaters. They finally arrived because everything's on back order, as you know. But the ones that arrived were more for residential and not for commercial. So I've had to send them back to California so that they can get switched out with the equipment. And then I'm waiting for them to come back. So we're going to be installing those. You know, about six or nine months ago, we were kind of panicking and talking about extending our patio dining area, which we still plan to do because we were for sure thought that a lot more people wanted to dine outside because of, you know, the six foot rule and all that stuff. But I... I'm not sure if that was right because I think a lot of people are, are pretty comfortable dining indoors. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm, some people still still will only dine outdoors. Yeah, well, we're kind of 
putting that project on hold. We're not abandoning the project, but we're putting it on hold. But the heaters are still coming. So oh, when, the heaters are coming, yeah. When can I expect to have a nice heated space <laughs> I, outdoors you know, at Cobalt Grill? I, I cannot make a prediction because you know what it's like. that Now the mail's slow, you know, oh, and, and, and the people who are rewiring the, the system that, that was wrong, you know, they, they may be short-staffed. So I would hate to say, you know, we'll be up and running in three weeks or, because it might not happen. Okay. And the last thing you want to do is promise something like a medium rare primary and then, <laughs> and, then, and, then, and, then and then give them a medium primary. I don't want to promise my heaters are going to be there and, and they're not. We'll have something. We'll have fire pits out there or we'll yeah. have like the, you know, those mushroom right. overhead heaters. We'll have right. something. So you can come and, you know, dine outside. That's for sure. But I'm not sure we're going to have the super duper fancy heaters All right. All right. for another couple of weeks. Well, I look forward to it. Alvin, there's a, a Taco Bell. I think we've referred to it before. It's a, I think it's in Atlanta, and it's a kind of a beta unit of Taco Bell that operates at full capacity with one employee due to automation. Yeah. So they've moved to automate the production of most of their food, their money transactions, put your card in a slot or you put yep. your money in a, in a thing. Yep. Everything's automated. You pull up and I don't even think there's, you don't even see a person. It comes out of a little chute and it goes into your rabbit and you drive away. Yeah, I have heard of such a thing. It would appear that maybe sooner rather than later, we're going to be getting into this whole robotic restaurant field. I've, I got an email from a company, I think in Korea, uh-huh. that's building um, robot waiters. Nuh-uh. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I'm not sure that they'd be able to know right. that at a certain time of night, depending on what their, yeah. their load is, that, that, that the medium rare prime rib is not available. But. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know what I've seen while, while you're talking about robot raiders, uh, uh, waiters? I have seen in um, certain hotels, like if you order something from room service, they have this little robot that they put the food or the drink or the beverage or the, the toothbrush or whatever it is that you request, and it goes into the elevator and it goes down the hallway of whatever floor you're on and it rings your doorbell and then it just it opens up and gives you your little whatever you requested and then it and then it asks you you know can is there anything else i can do for you and you say yes or you say no and then it's on its way does it stand there waiting for a tip <laughs> I, I, I don't think it does it's always how about just, that, that thing when the when they want to show you where the light switch is yeah. and they and they show you the features of the room they're hovering it, hovering for the oh, tip oh we've got a yeah uh an iron and an ironing yeah. board in here that well, you'll find a hair dryer yeah. in the bathroom. I'm sure the little robot has a, a tip bucket on the side. <laughs> of but, you know, I was watching something on Hulu the other day. So, um, you know, David Chang from Momofuku uh, fame. And he was talking about restaurant robotics and, and it, how it's going to be real soon. It's coming. And they showed, I think the one thing that I saw was like a, a fast food restaurant and they had French fries and they had this robot arm that would put the French fries in and time them and then shake them off and, you know, season them and put them in. And they literally, they didn't need any people around to do that. And there was maybe one person there just maybe to flip a switch if the well, breaker goes out or something. Or, or, yeah. or if the potatoes get jammed yeah. somewhere. But that was for certain types of food um, that was kind of cookie cutter, you know. But that's that's a way and it's going to be, it may cut out 
cooks. It may cut out servers. It's not the direction that, that I would like to go in, but it, it certainly could happen. And it'll cut down on labor for these companies so they'll make more money so they may be more apt to do that. And it's 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 futuristic. It's kind of Jetsons-ish, but, you know, that could be the way that we're going, especially after a pandemic like this. When you can't find people to work, then you may be left with, yeah, with, with it, that. It just gets a little cold. So I think the best service, the best example of good service, I believe, and when you want to very simplify and explain what good service is, mm-hmm. I always use the analogy of a, a soda machine. So you go to a, I don't know, a gas station or whatever, and it's got the vending machine out front. You say, oh, okay, it's got Coca-Cola, Sprite, Fanta Grape, Fanta Orange, or whatever it is, and, and Diet Coke. It's okay. Lemonade? Lemonade. Okay. And, and you, you choose your drink yeah. and pay for it, and it comes out, and it's cold, ready to go. Great service. Yes. But Self-service. Well, no, it's not self-service. Self-service would be you got to squeeze it gets spits out lemons and some ice and oh, some, oh yeah. I mean it's okay. it's more it's it's more it's it's a product that's ready to eat or ready right. to consume. Yep. That that comes out at the right temperature uh, in a timely manner. Okay. For a fair price, I mean generally, but it's there's no hospitality. There's no conviviality. There's yeah. no It's cold. It's it's quite literally and figuratively <laughs> cold. Yeah, it's cold. Yeah. Is that what we want? Yeah, it's, it's 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 probably not. No, you take that restoration that comes from a restaurant mm-hmm. comes from the warmth and the anticipation that only a human can provide. Yeah. That only a person who cares about your experience can deliver. Food has to be warm, and the service has to be warm. Yeah, it's going to be a, a different service, I think, in different types of restaurants that'll use robots and machinery rather than the traditional. Well, Brady, let's let's keep an eye on on this automation and robots. Well, I think the takeaway from that is that everything has its place. There'll always be a need for people, and there'll always be a need for just straight, bare bones, efficient service. The world has changed, and the world is changing. Maybe it's evolving. Maybe it's for the better. We we have to wait and see. Let's hope. Let's hope. Thank you all for listening to the Check Podcast. Thank you very much one more episode we hope you enjoyed it you can uh, see transcripts and photographs and uh, you can find us wherever you get your podcasts thecheckpodcast.com I'm Alvin I'm Brady and this is The The Check. Check